Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast. Weekly chat between two friends where we crystallise our thoughts and organise them into categories and help each other come to conclusions and hopefully you as well. Uh, my name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. And this week we're going to talk about ideas in general <gasps> as a concept. Because um, we're, we're both so full of ideas, aren't we? So full. We've got lots Always. of ideas. And it's, it's, Every day. It's, there's, there's, there's lots of aspects to it. There's um, sort of like who has an idea, protecting ideas, this idea of, uh, I think, like the implementation of an idea versus the sort of origin of an idea. Who owns an idea? What do you do? How do you choose an idea? All these different things. Selling an idea. Selling an idea. Selling a dream. Convincing people that your idea is a good idea. Being the best at ideas. <laughs> Being the best at ideas. Having the best idea. Procrastinating and just not doing anything because you haven't got that one great idea. Thinking that one idea is going to save you, is going to make everything brilliant. Holding on to an idea, banging on about it for years and never doing anything about it. So many things. And I just watched a David Lynch thing, thing about an analysis, an analysis of David Lynch's Mulholland Drive this morning. And it was all about how much of his work is about ideas and falling in love with an idea and a dream and the, all that kind of thing. So that's what we're going to talk about this week. So wow. there. <clears throat> there, Music. You go. there you look have it. Big, look at my big face. I'm on the I'm on the big camera today. So my face is going to be too big. After last week, I just just about got our faces the same size. Now I've ruined it because I want my bokeh balls. Okay, the what? <laughs> bokeh balls are the circle the sort of out-of-focus highlights you get when uh, you put a uh, uh, shallow depth of field onto some fairy lights, for instance. Okay. Um, how's it going, Ivanka? I've spent no time grooming my background, as you can <laughs> see. <laughs> so I must, must put in more effort. Uh, how's it going? Well, it seems Donald Trump's got COVID. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know how good that is a month before the American election. Oh, I don't, I just, I don't know. Anyway, I know this. He shouldn't have got tested, should he? If he didn't want to get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> he stolen. wouldn't have known about it. Mm. Is that stolen? Mm. It's good, though. Funny. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, my, <laughs> I saw, I've had some Twitters this morning and I've had some Twitters yesterday as well. Yesterday I tweeted because Ivanka Trump's obviously getting some grief. Okay. That seemed quite popular with my fans, <laughs> my mates. <laughs> and uh, other than that, I, I really don't know how I am. I feel a bit like I'm, I'm a bit nasal. I nasal? Oh, no, COVID. Like I'm a bit blocked up. I Are don't you wrapped think so. up or is it just I can't really see behind all this stuff? Surely... Uh, no, I'm not. I've got a dress no, on. Just like, okay. A frock, okay. as they say. <laughs> Nothing. The child demanded that she was sent to nursery this morning in tights, long sleeve t-shirt, a skirt, because all the other children are wearing tights. And I was like, aren't you going to be too hot? No, she said, mummy, tights are just leggings with the socks attached. Fair, fair enough. So uh, we'll see how hot she is. That's, I mean, she's not the, wrong. These are the, these. She's not wrong. <laughs> she's that wasn't she's quite uh, idea. But you know, if that's uh, how we're going to go, so that's what we did this morning. That's the debate in our house. Mm. Um, so I'm expecting her to come back really hot and sweaty. She also wanted to take winter slippers. 
you know, they, this is my reality. <laughs> and okay. I'm not, but I'm not having highfalutin ideas about amazing things. About the very nature really of ideas. really clever, uh, of course. Yeah, that's it, really. And how are you, Michael? You got wet on your way to got, the studio. I got wet this morning. <laughs> um, I, I I watched the... Uh, I've got that Donald Trump-Biden debate. It's given oh, me like a I didn't rash. Watch it. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched the highlights in the, ne- oh. in the next morning as I uh, was working I just, out and I... And I just my my kind Did of your like, heart rate keep going my up, effort spiky. levels went up to like uh, <laughs> what like it went into the red which is like 160 170 bpm like heart rate i was just like what the f-? i mean it it was kind of amazing but it all you know, just awful as well but like um just it's nice to see him being told to shut up for a change but it was yeah like it was just hopeless but i and it, but that the intensity of that workout has given me like a rash <laughs> at the top of my bum somehow <laughs> so thanks to that donald trump i've got a sore bum it's fine now but when i sit on the couch that's uh, so a bum and i'm blaming trump so uh you know not a rash but like chafing not, not at all what i expected you to tell me this morning well, i have to say hey you know it's all about vulnerability isn't it <laughs> or is that just tmi too much information um yeah no uh that so that happened this week We'll just leave it at that. But I will say that, I, you know, last week I was talking about driving over the Swiss border. I didn't re- realise mm. that like that night they were having a, that weekend, they were having a referendum on whether that was still going to be possible. But they oh. voted to still let it be possible. So thank oh, you, Switzerland. <laughs> um, they do like a referendum, don't they, in Switzerland? <laughs> well, they've got their own way of doing things and it seems to work pretty well. They've got some pretty low inequality compared to many other countries and everyone's got a gun. Ideas. 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 Um, I try to avoid ideas these days myself. <laughs> so I've got too many things I'm trying to finish. I think it's important. I think the most imp- I think ideas are cheap. I think that's something that a lot of people don't realise. What do you think about that? Are ideas cheap? Mm. Good ideas. The, d- the delay not. here is caused by me contemplating my answer. <laughs> and these are filling words. No, so I this week had two phone calls of two conversations that are relevant. One with somebody who's approximately my age, and we were talking about stuff that was worky. And during the conversation, we had two or three good, actionable, immediately doable ideas. Mm. Not world changing, not dramatic, just nice ideas. Yeah, we could, oh, look at us. It's not even nine o'clock. We've had some two great ideas. Off we went and we spent the date. Mm. And then I'm also, we've also got an apprentice who is much younger. So one of the objectives I've set her is just reading stuff, any Mm. stuff, listening to any podcast, doing anything, Mm. because it's like, you can't really have ideas unless you think about things Mm. (laughs) and have things to think about. So in one way they are cheap, but in another, I think you have to put quite a lot of stuff into your brain that Mm. takes time and energy to help you have ideas. And that is... That's uh, that's definitely a good good angle on it because, like, I, I, I used to have so many more musical ideas all the time and sometimes I just sort of feel like well I've tried out all the ideas I had and they're all like oh what if I vocoded a cello and now I've got a cello and a vocoder and I've vocoded it and I know what that sounds like it wasn't quite what I pictured in my dreams 
But, right. you know, that, that that's the sort of thing that I used to kind of like, that used to keep me awake at night. Oh, if you, like, sampled this and put it onto a record and then scratched that, oh, that sounds amazing. You know, so you get all these ideas and you just, like, make it. It's your mission to try and like, try them out. Um, but these days, I just, it's quite rare for me to have, like, a musical idea, which is a bit depressing. But I think part of that is because I don't really listen to any music. <laughs> It's it's not like I listen. I, I didn't even listen to music to work out this morning. I just I just couldn't be bothered with it. Like the, there's there's some of those pop songs I just I'd have had enough of, and all the music that Apple's thing recommends to me is too boring, and or it's just like sort of a bit. I, I, I'm sort of bored of everything, so I don't listen to any music, so I don't get any music ideas. So, I, I, but then that's the only way to do it. And, it, and but you've got to sort of like expose yourself to. And I do get the ideas when I start listening to it, but then you know. But also, you don't want to have ideas all the time. What you said no. is like, I've stopped having ideas. Sometimes it's like, I've got, I've had this running idea uh, for writing something. Hmm. And every time I sit down to write it, you know, the idea of it, I'm quite enjoying. Yeah. <laughs> so like, when I'm paddleboarding, I'm like, you know, telling myself a story of things I'm going to write. And then I get to write it. And I'm like, this is actually not a very good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the idea of an idea. Like it's like, it's like when it's still just an idea, and you haven't actually yeah, had to put pen to paper. Yeah, yeah, it's got like all it's, the promise oh, it's in the world. Be amazing, but then it's everything. Once you actually like put it through the filter of actually having to do it, implement it, it, it just has the same problems that all your other ideas that you haven't finished had. And like this, <laughs> so true. maybe just stop having new ideas. Um, but it is there is. A, Fun feeling to have a night. Oh, oh it, is. Yeah. it is. It is. It is. true. Isn't it's it? It's full of promise. Don't you just love it's got it? everything. It's got everything. It's just full of dreams and excitement <laughs> and hope and energy and enthusiasm and everything good. Yeah. All the good feelings. Yeah. And, and you're <laughs> just like, oh, just, and then you get, and then I can get like, it's like oh, I've got this idea, but I've got no time to work on it. I'm becoming bitter. I've got to quit my job. And, you know, so it's, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think though, that's like the scale of the idea. There's the idea that's like a whole new thing. Mm. And then there's the idea of like how to fix a thing. So here's the thing that already exists. Right. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to make it. And then you, oh, I've got an idea. Right, this like, could work. Those yeah. are two, there's like this scale thing. Happening. The idea is, I, I have that most frequently where I'm banging away at a programming problem and I haven't had a break for a while and I go for a wee and then I'm like, it's, it just comes to me like that. I'm like, oh, and I thought I'd thought of everything and I thought I was completely yeah. like kind of banging the bottom. I was like, I'm never going to solve this. And then I go and I just go, you just see a completely different perspective on it. I'm like, oh, I could just step back and do this. And then, you know, the idea comes to you and you sort of have to make space for ideas. That's why yeah. meditation can be a bit tiring because um, uh, when you're working... Come out of it with a to-do list. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> All these things I've got to make now. <laughs> and when I was, uh, like, smoking a lot of, 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 of cannabis, I uh, was... I was very proud of my huge, enormous, endless list of ideas. <laughs> like, I was quite proud. I remember showing my dad and, like, I had these pages and pages of, like, robots doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, ideas for, like, stories, <laughs> effects, programs. I, I don't know, all, like, different kinds of things. But, like, I didn't, I didn't quite have that respect that I have now for the... 
Well, I think the hardest thing in the world is to pick one idea and go with it when you've got like a few. Well, that's part, partly because you're going to find out all the things that are wrong with your idea. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, as soon as you start, it's like, but yeah. But I think, I think that is part of it, the picking. What's going to work? That's a depressing look at it, but, you know, on well, the positive... When you're far like, away from it, when you're far away from something, it just looks like a beautiful <laughs> oasis of joy. And then when you get close, you're like, oh, these brambles look a bit dangerous. Oh, that's not very <laughs> yeah, yeah, clean, yeah. that water there. Ooh, yeah, what's yeah. happened here? Ooh, um, the sun's a bit hot. And you have to... Oh, God, I don't know if I can stay here all day. Um, it's true. You, it's you, true. You, fall, you fall in love with ideas... Um, but you also, it happens with people as well. You sort of fall in love with your idea of a person as well. Oh, like yes. You can do that, you can, that, like a crush. You develop a crush on someone because you've got this idea of who they are that you can only have because you haven't, as Alain de Botton would explain, like that you haven't actually met them and you don't know their problems and you don't know their smells and you don't know like <laughs> all the things that are annoying about them yet. So it's, it's easy to fall in love with an idea that you are keeping a safe distance from. Yeah. Totally. I think that's 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 what's exciting about ideas. And that's why people get really excited. And they want to tell people about their ideas. Mm. You're like, oh, let me tell you oh, about yeah. my thing. Or they like want to make you sign an NDA, a non-disclosure <laughs> agreement, before they tell you their ideas. That's always fun. I've had a couple of those in recent years where like I've just someone's reached out to me on LinkedIn and I've said, Yeah, I'll have a chat with you. And then yeah. they'll be like, Oh, can you just sign an NDA? And then they like twenty page NDA. Yeah, yeah. And they sort of grudgingly explain their idea. It's like oh, travel website. And you're like <laughs> like it's like if if even if I was interested in this subject, the fact, like, do you know how much work it would be to do your idea? <laughs> like, I'm just, I haven't got time to do your idea. But a lot of people are very protective. And, and I don't know, like, some ideas feel very hard won. Um, some ideas, like, maybe, I, <laughs> some people, maybe, yeah. you know, it's like, I've had the one big idea. And that just, you can get really protective of that. And um, you feel like you own it and you feel like if you share it, it will be stolen. Yeah, but I, I mean, we talk, we talk all the time about the fact that, like, you know, there is no substitute really for sharing your idea to get it to be fed and better. Because <laughs> it's not just the brambles that other people will see. It's also the ways through the brambles. Mm-hmm. And the so, I, I mean, I, I, we had this again on a, there was a group meeting, three or four of us on the meeting, and I'd been doing something. And I was like, oh, this isn't. And somebody just pointed out something so obvious on a small change of wording that made it immediately, infinitely better. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, and that's why we need fresh eyes on a problem because you just can't, you cannot do it all by yourself. So I'm not, you know, you know, I don't subscribe to the whole, or we don't subscribe to the whole. My idea, my idea thing. My. Creaky, we, this is a creaky chair week. I'm just going to say it so that I don't have to try and edit them out. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like editing moving. between the words, trying to get the creaks out. Um, Might need a new chair. Yeah, people. So people. So sharing an idea, putting an idea out there, definitely. Sometimes you won't appreciate how much other people can bring to an idea if you do share it. I saw this thing about. Oh God, I saw this. Um, I saw this post about. <laughs> I saw this post. I saw this post about. Um, 
like indie indie developers you're not in competition with with each other and and how like shops of sort of similar kinds if if they are co-located because i always saw that as like there's this slightly cynical thing of the best place to set up your ice cream stand is next to your competition because that sort of makes the equal amount of beach that someone's got to walk to find either one there's like um i always found that a bit gross but like if you you know, if you do sort of set up shop near some other people doing some similar stuff and you start like working together, you can make a bigger pie for all of you was, yeah, was, yeah, was totally. what I was reading about. Yeah, uh, I th- yeah. Go but on, I find that a bit like counterproductive and yeah, I, I'd be interested in your thoughts. It's like you're creating a market, you're creating a bigger demand. Yeah. Like if you're known as the ice cream street, or then people coming to the street will come for ice cream. You know, like mm. it's that sort of, uh, because here in... In Sutivan, where I'm currently living, over over the winter, there is v- nowhere open to eat out mm. at all. And we were talking about uh, opening, somebody was talking about that. And I was saying, you know, you kind of, the first time you do it, they would go, well, I suppose if there was a market, people would do it. And I was mm. like, I don't, I think you need to create the market in this instance, because, you know, you need to leave it o- something open all winter. So people start doing it and mm. then enjoying it and experiencing what it's like to go out for a pizza on a winter's night without having to drive anywhere for it to become something that you desire or so I think that the I think that whole setting up around the competition and creating competition is a I don't know if that answers that point though what it does touch on is um how like trying to get have someone else get your idea like when you've got like communicating an idea can be an interesting experience to put it mildly like when you've got something in your head and you're just sometimes you're just like why can't you imagine this thing that i'm imagining well because yeah. it kind of took me a long time to get to this vision of the thing and i'm going to, have to put some work in some marketing work in to make you see my vision and i think sometimes you can um yeah it can be hard to kind of get across what made you fall in love with it yeah Totally. And um, I, think, I think that selling the idea thing is a... How do you do that? I don't know. I mean, we should, you should just watch my child trying to persuade us that we want to listen to her music right. <laughs> all day long. <laughs> just persistence approach. It's like, it's like, no, but yes, but I haven't. So last night we had a democracy playlist where everyone got to choose a, right. a song in order so that, you know, we did listen to ABBA. Okay. <laughs> she likes ABBA and Michael Jackson. Good choices. Um, good choices, but also Baby Shark and stuff like that. And then there's this new watermelon sugar thing. Great. Uh, so, so we had, but you know, we, we, we had to then sell her on the idea of democracy, but she's much more keen on dictatorship yeah. when it comes to playlists and control of the music. Mm. So... You know, yeah, well, uh, can you see the vision of democracy? No, I, no, I don't like this. I, wouldn't I don't get like this music. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, it's another that's, that, that's reminding me of two different things in Halt and Catch Fire, which I would recommend as a TV series. I mentioned it last week, I think, but it's um, like the early days of the computer you know, the first computer, like home computer making and the ideas. And it's got like a Steve Jobs style character, like with like the vision and then it's got like a programmer who's brilliant and then it's got like a hardware guy who's brilliant and but it's actually like i i mean my the judge of it is like as like maybe once or twice in the whole thing that i was like come on 
So the tech <laughs> stuff they did, and I sort of learned a couple of things I didn't realise. Um, I didn't realise that like the first browser came out on the Next on Steve Jobs's um, those Next Step computers. Ooh. And you got the character going. I don't know why it's got to be titanium though. <laughs> I can't remember what it's made of, but like, um, but like some of some of those early innovations, like I think it was Photoshop, not maybe not photo, something else. Like they were those early innovations came out on Steve Jobs's non-Apple kind of side computers. Right, right, that I didn't right. realise, but um, that has the sort of visionary guy that talks and gets everyone out of like the the, the one guy's just kind of given up. Another person, he sort of pulls him back out and goes, I saw what you wrote and I think it's brilliant. And it gets everyone on board. And um, I feel like that's a person that is missing from my life at the moment. I kind of don't really have... Uh, I, uh, I, I'm sort of... I, I'm not all in on doing it for myself. I think like there's a whole art to that, like getting an idea across to people, getting them excited about it, and then everybody, like, moving forward with, like, a clear vision of the same thing. Because you, you can go to someone with your idea and go, oh, can you help me with this? And then they give you something that you just weren't expecting. And this is a thing of, well, they might have actually made it better, but I can't tell because I've sort of got the picture I've got in my head. And that's the sort of the micromanager problem is, like, he pictures it a certain way and then when you do something different, he freaks out and wants you to change it to the thing that was in his brain uh, instead of, like, going... Um, Okay. Oh, well, maybe yeah, there's I, some value to this thing that has been thought about by a week yeah, for someone, that, you know. I think there's like degrees of this. It's like there's this idea which should be a picture and not the actual solution. I think the salute, like the execution. So an example of a recent idea in our house, mm-hmm. it's very microcosm. <laughs> I was sitting in the tent. We've got two dogs. We've got steps running up to the road. In the mm. garden, so I'm sitting in the garden. The dogs, every time a cat walks past or something, the dogs race up the steps. It's like a and you're sitting there, and then um, and I was sitting there, you know, having my cup of coffee. I was like, we should put a gate on the bottom of the stairs. Amazing. It's like there was I, there was no need to sell this idea. <laughs> right, yeah. There was no sale required because the benefits were immediately obvious. Yeah. But what I pictured in my head was a particular style of gate and I was going to get someone in and build something and, and then Nick's like, well, I've got a welding kit. And I was like, you've got a welding kit, but you've never built a gate. What would this gate look like? This is our house. I've got some scrap metal over here. I was like, Ugh. but you know what? He's done a beautiful job. It's not ex- at all how I pictured mm. it, but it definitely stops the dogs running up the, <laughs> running up the stairs and it looks very nice. Yeah, so. Like, what's the essence of the idea? Is it that it's a beautiful gate that was really expensive? (laughs) Or that it's a beautiful gate that's very handcrafted Mm. by your loving husband? Mm. You know, that's the... The essence of the idea is a gate to stop the dogs running up there. You know, that's the sort of... Yeah, but there's a lot of versions of that, which you obviously pictured when you're... <laughs> yes, when he said he was going to weld it. Like, no, no, but no. then equally... Part of the idea equal, is this... Is that it looks amazing. But, yeah. but then equally, as he pointed out, could take us months to get somebody to build mm. 
this, you know, get somebody in. They go, I'm not coming out just for one gate. I don't want to do it. And then this way we used up scrap metal, which mm. we already had and we found. And so there's this whole, he was feeding into my whole sustainability values. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, but I think there's that, it's quite a good analogy for like, uh, so, you know, Definitely. I've imani- imagined, let's say, for example, an operating system mm, that is free and open source, yeah. for example, which, you know, everyone thinks, wow, that's an amazing idea. I want to go work on that idea that's brilliant and then it's like oh no but I imagined it looking like this Hmm. it's like well hang on a minute (laughs) (laughs) just a moment please that's not we we haven't got the resources for that you know that doesn't feed into our sustainability values Hmm. I don't have a welding kit all this kind of stuff (laughs) and and how do you know like whether when someone's done something different to what you've imagined how much of that is because the first instinct is like I haven't explained myself well enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I have not enough. No, no. I need to explain. We need to do another round of changes. And how much of that is like uh, you've just got to be like not too precious about your ideas sometimes <laughs> and just kind of like go. Uh, but you know, I'm, yeah, yeah. It's like sometimes when somebody nicks you something. <laughs> not my- I'm trying to think the last time I do have this face on me for example in the DIY ideas project where uh, there's a death but now you know 10 years into a marriage I get generally I'm I'm, I I can't remember the last time Nick made something that I didn't like Hmm. it might not be what I set out to get but I think uh, in early days I'd have kind of gone The idea is not the thing. Like the thing is a, a completely separate thing to the idea. And so yeah. if you sort of have to fall, falling in love with the actual thing that actually exists is a sort of, is another step. Yeah, it's yeah, another process. Next, and you'll be yeah. lucky if you get that sometimes. And especially if, yeah. if it's taken a lot of work and it's taken a long time, um, you can uh, you can sort of fall out of love with the idea while you're working on it. And then That's it just true. turns into a grind. And then this thing that is a result of the idea just seems terrible. And you just, there's, and then there's like this whole perseverance that you have to do in the face of that. And like uh, David, uh, David F. Sandberg, you know, he was told when, uh, told by an experienced film director, he's developing, uh, directing his first Hollywood film. He's come from YouTube. But like, this goes like, you will hate the first cut of this film. You will hate it. You will think it's terrible. And he's like, oh, you know, it's not me. And then when he sees the first cut, he's like, I I absolutely hate it. What have I done? I've wasted so many people's time. Um, But you have to... It's just the reason that that's advice told to you is because you have to... Like, to be a professional, to, to really do justice to an idea, you have to push through that unpleasant phase of its yeah. implementation keep going because on the other side of that is where you have something that you can fall in love with all over again and does yeah. connect back to that original idea or doesn't is something different but i think going back to, to the gate okay the gate there were there i got shown it you know it's like look this is what i'm picturing in my head so i'm gonna do i'm like mm, okay yeah I'm, I'm with you so far and if it's not very good we'll get someone in uh. <laughs> and then it's like a but 
I now, whenever I open it, I look at it and I look at all the bits and I love it mm. because it's like, it's made, you know, we sort of made it together as well. Yeah. And there was a conversation and it was made with all the intentions on delivering on not just my idea about the gate, but my ideas about the world as well. <laughs> so it's quite, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's a, there's, and there's some nice touches. There's like, oh, that's... Mm. That's that bit off the door because we, we we kept the original door in the house we bought. And it had this steel thing on it, which we thought was unattractive, but we kept the steel and then Nick sort of chopped it up and added it into the gate. So it's, you know, it's got some touches. I like it. I think, uh, I think it can be dangerous to show someone a work in progress. That's true. Uh, especially if they're of limited imagination, but but, big, but but partly it's unfair to expect someone to be able to see where something's going. But I'm guilty of showing people works in progress, and then, but I don't know. Like one of the worst things is someone like not understanding the ways in which something can be a work in progress, and then they don't yeah. like it, and they don't understand that that's because yeah, I've got to fix this and fix this and fix yeah. this. But I just yeah. wanted you to see. I have created its essence. Look, the thing, you click on the thing and it goes to the thing and it's, it's, but you've got to be careful about that. I think it's to do with having the person you're showing it to, having experienced the work in progress, having the tools. So it's like if you show somebody a website in progress, that can be awfully dangerous Mm. Mm. because they have no idea like what work it involves or the builder Mm. brings you into the bathroom and shows you like two things you're like oh my god this but you know if you've if you've been involved in building work before you can you can see where it's heading or or what the layout's going to do and I, i do think it's not i think it's it's not just imagine imagination requires some experience of what's possible yeah. You know, like, and I, I think, so I, I think it's, it's not just a lack of imagination. Yeah. You know, you need to have imagination and the build the Lego blocks. Yeah, yeah. Also, obviously, the lack of imagination is the response to when you're just annoyed at someone. <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> you just, don't understand. You just can't. You just don't get it. You just got. You just got no, no <laughs> dreams. You just don't get it. Yeah. I am. Um, I was thinking about the role of detail. Um, in all this because um, like when you think about the idea being sort of out of focus and sort of like quite general so much of what makes something you can, and you mentioned it you see a little detail on your gate like so much of it so much of what you fall in love with the actual thing is is the details and some good advice totally. I've seen it like and this was another game de- I watch a lot of like game development stuff because a lot of that is sort of oriented oriented around like a solo developer sort of making something but one piece of advice I saw was like put in like some good sound early on or like a particle effect or something when you do something because it's going to just like it's not important to the overall like how's everything how's the ai going to work how's the gameplay going to be but it sort of like gives you a little hint of that what you're going to fall in love with when it's finished and um, which yeah. is those little things and we again like steve jobs will you know it's all about those tiny little details and and those really like that's where that's what sets something apart uh, when it's yeah, finished, totally. but how yeah. much are those details ever a part of the original idea? I think there are just different types of ideas. I don't you know. What, right. I think it's like a, 
it's uh, or there's different people who have ideas with different levels of detail. I mean, ultimately, you don't imagine something that isn't going to have beautiful details that people are going to fall in love with. You don't say, oh, no, this is just going to be a thing. It's going to be really dull. It's going to, people aren't going to love it. You know what I mean? You, you, you imagine that there's going to be this gate that people are going to love. Yeah. And then you've got to think of, like, what are they going to love about it? Hmm. And I think, you know, it's like... It, but that's in the execution, I think, those those beautiful and, details. And then it comes from sort of like the craft of the person implementing it. It yeah. comes from their experience of what works and what doesn't work at that, that sort of more day-to-day scale, at that more sort of detail scale. Yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, and, it, and yeah, it's cra- something that's yeah. easy to tr- ignore when you're creating something, but it's, it's, it's really important and... Um, and yeah. it's and it's why the implementation is so much more significant to me than the actual than the idea in the first place. It's like a well done bad idea is so much better to me than like a, yeah, a really a bad, terribly done like brilliant idea. Good or, idea, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the craft element is very doable for a very contained idea, but if you have a really complex idea or really complex vision, you require all the people, all the th- crafts mm. to come together yeah. well. Yeah. And that is slightly, di- that's again, that's a next level of complexity. It's like, so let's say the developer gets it, but the brand designer doesn't get it or the, or the marketing person doesn't yeah. get it or the title of voice person. You only need one craft yeah. to not be good. And suddenly it's just not all hanging together properly. Yeah. And that's a question and of I- leadership and like communicating of a vision and being able to, I guess, the person in charge being able to articulate why... The copy, like that it's the copy that's yeah, off or that it's the, you know. Or that it's all of us together. Like, it, you know, that, that the vision piece is the bit as well to go, we can do this. Not you and you. Like, mm. I, you know, it's like we and bringing everybody together and making sure everybody understands the journey that they're on. Mm. She says, waving her arms around <laughs> a lot, which is what and you would see if you're watching the video. Yeah, and there's ways I, to structure... There's ways to structure projects to to sort of like try and make sure you get, well, I mean, this is kind of a cliche even in, in our industry, but you sort of, it's better instead of trying to kind of have a huge grand vision of something and trying to like build the whole thing all at once, it's sort of better and more motivating for people to build a small version of it and then develop that into a slightly better version and a better version so that you sort of keep getting, you learn along the way instead of sort of like putting years into something and then you see the end product and it's like well, that's not what I was hoping for and we can't change it now kind of yeah, kind yeah, of feeling. think we have this idea that we generate ideas and also this notion of originality like uh, it's an original idea or it's like uh, that person is a hack that person just copied my idea or copied someone else's idea and like but um i i kind of feel like it's probably more like we we catch ideas and different people are able to catch those ideas they're sort of in the air and part of the reason for that is that Kind of, there's no real original ideas. They're all like, I see this one thing, I see this other thing, and I put them together, and I'm like, oh, 
oh, that's a new thing. And yeah. I think if people see the same things at the same time, then there's a high chance probably that they're going to have the same idea. And maybe, maybe there's nothing quite so magical about ideas as maybe it is all just like synthesis of existing concepts. It's like a sexual reproduction process. <laughs> I think, I think fundamental. So, I think this idea that they're all out there floating around and, you know, people, you catch a couple of ideas, <laughs> plug them together and have a third idea and blah, blah, blah. I think that's very true, which is why you end up with like weird trends in names. Everyone thinks they've sat down with their child and thought of the most brilliant, amazing name <laughs> turns up in the playground and there's like, calls their child's name and 50 children answer. Um because you don't really necessarily know where your what it is that prompted your amazing idea. Mm. And we're all experiencing the world in a very similar way. As humans, yeah. our needs are fundamentally, all of us have the same needs and the same problems at different levels. And so therefore, we're kind of having ideas about the same sets of solutions, mm. I think. You know, I can't imagine that, you know... How, how different are it? But it feels like it came from inside. It did. It did. It always so, comes from your soul. And this is why. And this is why it's yeah. And this is why it's so hard to like. You know, I hear ideas are this precious thing that you must not share and you must protect and you must sue people to try and steal your ideas and you must shout at people. But it's it's like yeah, no one's ideas are that original, really. Like no, it's. You just, you just, it's like, it's about who you are and how you work so much more than how brilliant your idea was. I feel like I'm saying that in different ways, but like, yeah. Well, I think it's, I mean, I also think that the negative energy of having a go at somebody for nicking your idea is just, I can't be bothered. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, great okay yeah it's your idea <laughs> you know like fine i'm just gonna move on but I, but maybe that's a function of being somebody that just has ideas and therefore well, you're like there is something annoying <laughs> where like you, you are working with someone and they're that you can just tell that they're just that they they've got the idea that they feel was that was their idea and that you're trying to like talk about something move it forward but like you're also dealing with this sort of like possessiveness um in yeah. different people and there and then it's sort of like it can derail things and, and it's quite important to not be precious about your ideas yeah, uh, if you want to like yeah. move it forwards I think in a work context as well particularly I mean, yeah as well yeah, as talking every about context you've got to yeah. also be aware that you have an idea and that you might be inadvertently trying to sell your idea mm -hmm. in every conversation, you know, yeah, which yeah. is like the ultimate bias, really. It's like, I know what will sort this problem yeah. out. And I this is what I just mention it again. Have I mentioned mm. it before? And then I think being conscious and aware when you do that so that people can shoot it down. And I think, I think <laughs> we have a sensitivity to people doing that as well. I think like when people are doing that, it, it doesn't take much for you to realise that someone's like, yeah, right, I get it. Like, I get it. You, you want us to do your idea. <laughs> yeah. <But. laughs> also, the people, it's a similar sort of behaviour on the subject of, like, having the experience that has brought you to your idea. So every mm. idea is just mm. based on, like, what you did before, really. Yeah. And it can't be, like, if, if I've never done knitting, I'm not going to have an idea that involves knitting <laughs> as a solution. Do you know what I mean? So it's like people come to a meeting, they're like, hi, I used to work at, 
Google and Amazon and this is the solution that I'm providing. It's like, yeah, great. That's great. But yeah, we get it. You worked at Google and Amazon, but that's not quite the world we're in right now. So how about this to yeah. add into your mix? So I find, and I find it impossible not to be going, <laughs> you talking about your idea again? Oh yeah. But I, I'm sure I do it all the time as well. So I'm sure we all do. We love our ideas. I mean, mine are the best though. There's one thing that I wanted to sneak in. Remembering ideas. Techniques for remembering ideas that to allow you to connect back to the thing that got you excited about the idea. How do you do it? I don't, I don't know that I do it. I don't know that put any... I literally this week had a phone call which involved me going, oh, we should do this. And the person said, that's what you said last week. I was like, oh, great. I've had the same idea two weeks in a row. Must be a good idea then. Let's do it. <laughs> Literally. Uh, so, yeah, I, d- I don't know. Mm. I'd even emailed it to her as a to-do item. Really? <laughs> I totally forgotten about Space it. Space anchor. Because I, and Frank I'm is gonna, busy and tired. Busy. <laughs> yeah, leading busy to space. Um, <laughs> bleh, bleh, bleh. Because yeah, yeah. this is this is like a lifelong uh, t- when you're like when you have a musical idea that oh, yeah. is they uh, they're very fleeting and you think it's that thing you have a melody going around your head as you're trying to get to sleep and the, the worst thing you can do is to be like I'll remember that in the morning because you will never ever mm. remember that in the morning in the way it was and it's never right and even like the time between I've got this oh I've got this tune in my head and starting up the software to be able to like plugging in finding a sound that's sort of like close enough and like trying to play it like you can lose sometimes it can just be like an accent on one of the notes or like just the rhythm or like it's the melody there's there's so many different things to it that make it that if you lose it it's just it's just gone forever and that's one of the most heartbreaking things about like that's one of the things that so I've, I've sort of got loads, so many different things I've tried over the years, but the only thing I can really do these days is like I just try and I write down some words if I've got them, but I always try and like sing it into a microphone, into a recording device because I will forget that melody thing. But then like when you hear when you go and listen back to that, it's really hard to get excited about it again. So so many like things that I could turn into songs if I just like went through that slightly painful process of trying to reconnect with the idea that I got excited about when I was walking along or trying to get to sleep. But yeah, like, but, but I, I think that what's hard, what's hardest in all of these things to do with ideas is the capturing the emotion of the idea. Mm. So there's the, you know, the thing it's solving mm. and then there's how you're going to feel when you when it becomes alive <laughs> when it becomes solved when it becomes a thing because it's like the gate thing <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like it's not just a gate to stop the dogs it's a gate that i'm going to feel happy to look at that i'm yeah. going to be happy to open that mm. i'm going to ha- feel happy for guests to walk down and i think what you're talking about with the music thing is like the nuance you know yes it's like duh, 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 duh. Mm. obviously i do not have music ideas <laughs> but but it's like but 
you know, it's not just the opening and shutting of the gate, is it? Yeah, it's, no, it's the, the accent on the tone. It's the mood. It's the, and, and those things are so hard to communicate. Yeah. Yeah. And communicate and or remember or yeah, like kind of come back to, or, yeah, but, yeah. but then if it, they do exist in you. They do. One of the hardest things I had to do in uh, like a year and a half ago nearly now was like choose an idea to devote my runway like my do like what am I going to work on and you have a lot of like do you choose an original far out idea do you choose something that you just want to do that seems frivolous and you can't see how it's going to make any money do you choose an idea that you have a, because you've got a lot, of, a lot of experience in doing that sort of thing so that you know you can kind of pull it off. And, and I, that's kind of where I ended up, what I ended up doing. I was like, I'm going to follow this. I'm going to kind of bring back this app that I did like nine years ago and I'm going to kind of redo it, finally kind of revisit it, sort of get it up to date um, because I've learned a lot. And I know that it was like being at what I could trust myself to be, to be able to do a good job of was how I made the decision. And it's sort of come to a year later. I've probably spent a thousand hours on this project now. And I've probably sold about, well, I know I've sold like $134 worth of app. And I plugged my, how much I'm getting paid per hour to work on this project into a thing. And it's like 11 cents. And like, it's like, um, but I'm trying to do that thing of, well, just because an idea is tricky and it's not paying off straight away and it's a certain kind of idea, like you shouldn't just abandon it at the first sign that it's maybe not the right one but um that all goes in that kind of experience all goes into the choosing of the next idea where you're like well and and it can lead to a real paralysis where you're like well i don't know what's going to work and then all you can really do is just come back to the present moment and just like do the first thing that you see and that's probably how i've sort of spent a lot of my time as i've become more skeptical about which idea to choose i'm like well i'm just going to do what I feel like doing today there's various ways of thinking about and answering that <laughs> in that whole you know if you if you can you've got to you know there's a bit of doing the idea that you can be bothered <laughs> that you know that you're going to sustain your interest that you have the excitement for it mm. I know certainly old uh, the, the husband who is a sales and marketing person would have gone, what's your business model? Well, mm. who, who are you going to sell it to? Where's the money going to be? Yeah. You know, let's make a business plan. Let's do a marketing strategy. Let's do a, a night. You know, like if you can't fill in those bank blanks, then the idea may well be really exciting and interesting, but it's never going to make any money or whatever it yeah. be. But even when you do all those things, you're still not going to know what's going to work. Yeah, you don't know. And and I think what what I'd say another way of looking at what you just said was like you you sort of have to picture like if this if I successfully pull that off, this off what does that look like? And yeah. you know, I I've, I've chosen a happiness app because I just had this I I kind of felt like it was a bit like self-indulgent for a while, but then I thought like but if it works and it makes 
more people happy and I can get it to like a few thousand people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So many of the problems we're having across the sort of political spectrum and the, just everything, if people just had a bit more self-awareness and were a bit happier, I think they would spend less time being yeah. angry on the internet and being horrible to each other and maybe a bit more time like doing stuff that's, you know. Yeah. But I think the key, the, the key thing you've sent, set there is like, that's what Nick always goes, which is some marketing philosophy in Israel, which is start with the end in mind. Mm. So it's like having that picture of where you want to get to. It's not, you, you know, like only talking about building the app is only one bit of it, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, and so like that's, that's, that's the how of the idea. But the idea itself is get giving more people a tool to help them be happier yeah. or making a tool available to more people to help them be happier. Mm. You know, that's, a, that's kind of a, you know, setting the vision differently than build an yeah. app. Yeah, you sort of have to keep focus on this is my vision for the this is the dream, this is the outcome that I want. But also in terms of the people involved as well. I want the people yeah, involved yeah. to be happy. And I think having that there help would help people be a bit less precious and a bit like funny about ideas and be a bit more flexible about kind of moving forwards and letting things go and and letting something be what it needs to be. Because uh, if, if your vision is just a thing that does a thing, then yeah. there's no scope for kind of like no. movement. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe if if the vision is something more highfalutin, then you can you can just throw a lot of work. You can try something completely different, even though this was my first attempt. I spent a year on it, but actually that maybe that wasn't the way forwards to, to achieve the vision. I think that's part of it, for sure. <laughs> that's part of it. Sorry. Well, no, that's it. That's the yeah, answer, but that's the emotion. Maybe. That's the vision. Yeah, that's the, the emotion, big objective. the vision, the pitch. And the so. how is like details, man, details. Is it going to be an app? Is it going to be a notepad? I don't know. Yeah. What I think, what I think about ideas mm. that is more important than anything at the moment is that, like, we, there's so many things that are all messed up that mm. I don't care who has the idea, <laughs> but have it, yeah. commun- let's get behind it, yeah. let's crack on with it, because there's work to be done. Yeah, and the, the reason this podcast is such an important um, thing in my life is because Ivanka makes me think, like, keep thinking about things that left to my own devices I would not be thinking about most of the time. And if I am thinking about the fact that we're doomed to climate change <laughs> at least once a week, there is a much higher chance that an idea will occur to me than if I never yeah. think about it at all. So you've got to expose yourself. And that's why like doing this podcast, I hope, has yeah, some value beyond just like the two of us like uh, shooting the sh- If you like the podcast you can go to grandpodcast.com you can join our intimidating slack by supporting us on patreon patreon.com slash grandpodcast where can people find you Ivanka? people can find me at Ivanka on twitter at Ivanka on twitter you can find me at michael forrest on twitter uh i'm not so active on, on some other things as well michaelforrestmusic.com too i did this music that you're listening to between the things it's on spotify and things so you know it's um, real it's real it's real music 
We'll see you next Thank time. Thank you for listening. Oh, good to hear. Bye. Co. UK slash free. Restaurantsbrighton.co.uk and at brightonnaturalhealthcentre.org.uk. See you next wow. week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>